Okay, so where we left off is you guys are in your hotel room. The police have stepped outside and you guys are kind of hatching a plan of where to go from here. There's still the body of uh, the doctor, what's his face, outside. And yeah, just cops everywhere. But you guys have a moment to yourselves and pick up from there. Uh, do we want to start with the uh, sand roll? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, it says one sand, but let's let's say let's call it a uh, yeah roll for sand, and we'll make it one d six. Yeah, yeah. It says there's you lose one sand just for knowing essentially that you're sick, and then you make another sand roll each day. So that's how we're gonna do it. You lose one sand, and then roll for sand. Okay. So I rolled, and that was a fail. So that's one, right? In that case, if you rolled and failed. Because if you don't fail, then do you not lose the sand? If you don't fail, then you would essentially lose two sand. Because I'm just rereading it. It says you automatically lose one sand just from getting sick, and then you make a roll each day. And today's day one. So I failed the roll. What yeah. uh, what do I lose on top of that one? 1d6. Okay. Don't run out screaming into the hall. Vomiting on people. Okay, so I uh, rolled five on that, but uh, I then rolled to mitigate. I'm going to push that off onto uh, my brother. Um, okay. I'm, I'm thinking about a time when I was really sick as a kid and he helped take care of me. But and you're connecting sickness kind of yes. to him. Yes. So this will turn out great, I'm sure. But I did manage to project, uh, project that down to just an additional one point. What, uh, otherwise, I might have run out into the hallway screaming and vomiting on people. By the way, what's that doing to your... What's your willpower situation? Oh, yeah. That's going to drop... My willpower. Uh, did my willpower points drop as a result of my pow drop? You mean from the last session when I had you drop power? Yes. Did that also? Did I also lose willpower points? Uh not, not permanent ones. Only temporary. If that's what you're asking. Okay, so that puts my willpower points at one. Oof, yeah, I sounds like that. you're oh, exhausted. Yeah, I just scrolled past that. He's either a nervous wreck or yeah, you have a temporary emotional collapse. To to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna need you to definitely role play that out. So 
you almost had a nervous breakdown and now you're thinking back to your childhood and now you're having a breakdown of a different kind. Yeah. As soon as I like focus and breathe, I'm just tired. I am exhausted. I think you guys can see I'm kind of shaking a little bit. I'm pale. I look up to you, look between the both of you, and I just shake my head. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much I can do right now, but um, here's the address for McCaslin. And uh, somebody else should probably hold on to this VHS tape if they're coming for it. I don't know if there's going to be more or not. Okay. All right. We'll take the tape. Uh, I'm going to start kind of assessing him just to see if I think he's going to fall over so I can prepare myself to catch him or something because he seems really unwell. Okay. And what is your plan for getting him out of here or kind of covering for the fact that there's still a lot of police outside. I mean, I think we can pretty confidently just go out and say that he just needed to take a nap. You know, he had a really uh, difficult experience and uh, watched, uh, he saw a man die when I killed somebody and he just needs a little rest. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he, he just kind of nods in assent to whatever you guys are saying and is probably like walks over to the bed, grabs a pillow and a blanket and takes it back to the bathroom so that he can kind of curl up comfortably, but still be near the toilet. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably a flashback to his college days. Now, you... You are going to hear a knock on the door to your hotel room. I'll go ahead and answer it. Um, so do you open up the door completely or is it with kind of the chain? Um, I think I would just crack it open, but not with the chain. It's been kicked in anyway, so oh, none of that right. stuff works. That's oh, right. Yes. I forgot we lost the door. So there's a knocking on the door, and that knocking is opening up the door a little bit already. Yeah, I I'll think we're going to have to move. And I think we'll have to move yeah. you into another bedroom anyway. I'm sure we have a second bedroom. Yeah, or a new hotel room altogether. <laughs> yeah, uh, they probably will be declaring this whole place evidence. The, the thought might cross your mind. Uh, so you open up the door, and before you is Sergeant Hayes. He is the police sergeant uh, who was talking to you outside the house fire, who seemed agreeable. Uh, Agent Johnny, was it? Is he talking to me? He's talking to you. Okay. Uh, it's Jackie Cole. Ah, yes, Jackie. And he extends his hand again. To shake. And I'll I'll shake his hand and I'll say, uh, good to see you again, Sergeant Hayes. Do you mind if I 
come on in and we can close the door behind us? Yeah, we were just on our way out. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'd imagine you want to get some air, but I got to ask a few questions. I'm happy to answer any questions you have, of course. Uh, my associate Drake, however, is about on the verge of having a panic attack, so I'm trying to uh, see to his medical needs as well. And he's in no uh, no state for questions, I wouldn't think. Yeah, uh, one of my officers was telling me that he appeared sick, and uh, now I don't even see him. Is he in the bathroom still? Yep, curled up in the bathroom, and I just sort of like vaguely gesture. Um, and then I'll actually step out of the bathroom where I was just now with Evan and say, "Hello, Sergeant. Uh, yeah, our our partner's in there having a rough time. Um, I don't think he's ever." really seen someone get killed like that so or you know had a home invasion essentially happen to him so uh, we're just going to move him over to our other room that we rented here jackie's room and uh he'll he's probably going to take a little nap he's kind of an emotional wreck right now yeah i need to get him yeah. some fluids and uh, maybe a sedative i i understand but uh He's he's going to have some gears turning in his head. And uh, he says, that uh, man who got shot, the, the suspect that we believe threw up on our fallen officer. Well, now you're saying that your, your, uh, your agent is sick as well. And I'm just curious if that could be related. I don't think so. Uh... I don't think his illness, I mean, Jackie was saying, I think you, that uh, his illness may have been exacerbated by the stress of this moment, but he's been sick, uh, like, since before yesterday. That's why he was uh, being sick in the toilet in here. Now, obviously, I don't know if there's a connection, but it certainly wasn't from this guy. They only interacted, you know, half an hour ago or whatever. Yeah, definitely. He was sick before he... Uh had this little meetup with Dr. McCaslin. Yes, uh, you're the you're the doctor of the group. What uh what's your opinion? Should we be wearing hazmats? He vaguely gestures to the hazmat that she's wearing and says, uh personally the best defense is a good offense, right? So protect yourself and uh try to stay ahead of anyone that looks sick. I'm uh I'm gonna tell my men to uh evacuate the whole building. If they haven't begun so already, we're gonna come back with gear. But I just need you all to be honest with me. My whole department can't tell, they don't really trust you. And I want to stay the person that you can you can work with this investigation. So I need you to tell me if you have any leads, um, you know, anything that my guys can look at as well. We're, we're getting a bit restless. You're always where there's something happening. Yeah. You must have something you can 
show us something uh calm our boys down well um i was about to head over to his house uh if you want to say if you want to come along with me or send someone along but other than that we're just trying to get our guy squared away try to get this room under a quarantine like you're saying and uh i don't think we have anything else this was kind of a this was kind of an unexpected moment of him showing up at our hotel like this. Roll human. And then tell me what your result is. Um, just a second. Uh, I'm getting like a weird issue. Sure. Maybe you're typing it in wrong. It says your message could not be delivered. This is usually because you don't share a server with the recipient or the recipient is only. Oh, that is weird. Do you have a 1D100 that you can roll physically? Okay. Just got it to go. I don't know what was wrong, but um, uh, 42 under 50. Okay. Uh, so he has, you look at him and he's being kind with you. He's trying to be the reasonable officer. Um, but when you say that the perp's house is the only lead that you have you notice his face give you kind of a distrustful look he's not happy with that response but his face goes back to normal pretty quick and he puts back on a smile uh jackie i think seeing his disappointment will uh say hey you know what sergeant hayes a few minutes ago, I overheard a couple of your officers talking, and I was thinking this might be a lead. Uh, something about two CDC or EPA ladies that uh, might have been on a parallel track to this investigation. You know anything about that? Uh, yeah, there, there are other federal agents here. They're doing a separate investigation. Uh, just a team of two, as per my understanding. Uh, they've been hanging out around the pit mostly. It's a local tourist trap, flooded mine. Around the pit? Um, is that, do you think that's connected? Well, hmm. Yeah, why are they checking his... out the pit and what is the pit? I don't know what his intelligence is, but we're going to say it's... 40. 1D100. Oh, roll. I cannot get it to roll. 1D100. Um, he's going to look back at you and say, well, I guess they must have some reason for being out that way. I'm not sure. I think this case has a lot of moving pieces. Well, 
the pit, that's is that like an old mining thing? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh it's an old quarry, I think it was, and uh flooded when they, they burst some underwater reservoir, flooded up. Now it's acidic and uh yeah, full of toxic, toxic metals and other nasty things. Well, McCaslin is a scientist, right? Or was? Yeah. Maybe was he working on the pit? Could there could he have been suffering from some kind of contamination that was maybe causing him to suffer delusions, suffer uh changes in emotional capacity and then maybe he contributed that contamination to your officer? Now that you've said it, he's going to look like he's making a realization. I mean, yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't that autopsy say that uh, my officer had heavy metal concentrates in his body? Yeah, um, and I bet McCaslin's going to have him too, especially if he was working in that pit and especially if he's showing the same symptoms. Oh, man. The uh, coroner did too. That's okay. That's that's something we can go off. Uh, you can you can go mm. investigate the house. I'm uh, I'm gonna go check out this pit. And um, do you want me to go come with? Yeah, I'm uh personally now a little more interested in this pit now that you mention it. You've been holding out on us, she says jokingly and kind of like winks at him. He's going to say, he's going to think to himself and uh, say back to you, yeah, yeah, sure, come on. All right, we will get Drake sca- squared away in our second hotel room um, with, like, some antacids and be like, you should get some sleep and throw these back whenever you get a chance. <laughs> um I'm going to put a little hydration IV on you there, mm. too. Good idea. I I wonder if there's a better way than, like, antacids, because they're not that strong. Like, it might be... I mean, I think um, it would be better to use, like... Uh, I hear uh, drain cleaner is a pretty strong uh alkaline substance yeah yeah mm. i i feel like we could go something lighter than that like um like like baking soda or something <laughs> although i think baking soda isn't uh isn't gonna be a treat either yeah i'm sure that the paramedic knows what's actually recommended for human consumption yeah i'm sure she i'm sure a medicine uh skill you'll know exactly what we should do for this exactly yeah i was thinking maybe i have uh some prescription antacids and i'll just overdose him on them yeah that sounds good don't uh don't drink drain cleaner yeah uh so this this other hotel i assume it is this other hotel room, I assume it's in another hotel, correct? Oh, I guess, yeah. If um, if they're locking down the hotel, whole hotel, then I guess we would... Cause I was just saying we would have had two rooms. Like, there's three of us. We're not going to be sharing a single room. Um, but 
if they're locking down this whole hotel, then yeah, we would just book another um, room at like a motel nearby. Yep. So that is what the sergeant has indicated to you. He um, he's going to declare this a quarantine under your advice, and uh, there could be further repercussions to that. And I'm just reading the pits again, so don't mind me. Do you guys remember what time I said it was roughly? Felt like it was the like mid afternoon, something like that. Yeah, because we've done quite a bit already today, I feel like. But yeah, I didn't write started... the time down. Because it was, I don't think it was noon yet when we arrived at the deputy's house. I think it, I, I think it was like 11 a.m. noon-ish. It was relatively early. So I think this is probably several hours later. Like well, this is a different, different day, isn't it? I thought we had a whole new day because. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Um, in my notes, I feel like what we did today was um, work on the putting the hold on the body of the coroner. That's true. That's true. And I had to race there. Yeah. To get there just in time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was. I feel like that was mid afternoon. So maybe it's early evening at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, that's on me for not getting it out sooner. Uh, okay, I'm just looking at one more thing. So I'll be edited out. Uh... This is all just time that yep. we're spending doting on our friend who might we might die alone in this hotel room before we yeah, ever come back. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to take a, a bathroom break, you can go for it. Uh, I'm just rereading the pit and the agents, the other agents. All right. Okay. Yep. I'll be right Good. back. I'm
Alright, I'm back. Turn on my back. Alright. I hope the pit has a no diving sign. It does in my imagination. Yeah, I would uh, <laughs> imagine it does. I'll say it does. I should see uh, how soon, how soon Drake will be good to go. I imagine that once he sleeps it off, maybe he'll recover some uh, some pow. Sorry about that. Oh, you, reco you recover pow by sleeping, right? I would. Yeah. yeah. You you recover willpower by sleeping. Um, I don't know about like temporary pow from the disease. Yeah, that's probably in the disease description. Uh, pow, pow, contagion. All right. Uh, yeah, so you're treating for the fungus, and then it talks about regaining constitution which again i think is not right so uh i know what i'm gonna do i'll make a house house rule um once your character has gotten some sleep so to continue agents jackie and agents carlton you have set drake ashford uh, in a new hotel room gotten him to sleep um we'll say that you were both wearing your hazmats when you did it and um now you're going to join the police who are heading to the pit or actually this would be the sheriff's office to be technical and resume from there uh do you want to fast forward to the pit or is there anything you'd like to do at the moment
before you head out? Um, I think all good. We'll just bring our gear and for when we get there. Yep. I don't think I need to do anything. All right. So you type in the pit into your maps app and it comes up as it is a tourist attraction. You drive there and as you approach some gates, they are locked and say, well, they, they are locked and say no visitors, but past the gates, you can see some police cars parked. You can guess that they open it and close it as cars come and go. Yeah, if there's somebody there, I assume since Jackie's the driver, um, she would be the one driving. So I'll just pull up to if there's someone stationed at the gates and roll my window down. Uh, yeah, there is someone stationed at the gates. He's wearing a uh, gray law enforcement um, outfit. Uh, it's, it's a sheriff's outfit. And it says Kanopka on the nameplate. Hey, there's uh, no visitors right now. Investigation going on. Good evening. Understood. Uh, we're here at the request of Sergeant Hayes. I am Agent Jackie Cole, and this is my associate, U.S. Marshal. And she'll hold out her little uh, federal ID. Oh, are you uh, part of the investigation inside? That's right. All right. Uh, I'll buzz you through. Thank you very much. You hear a buzzing sound, and the the fence wire door slides to its side. I'm going to uh, take the opportunity before I pull through to just spit a little bit of my dip out the window so I don't get it in the crime scene, and then I'll drive through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is state land. No polluting. <laughs> She just doesn't respond. <laughs> okay, so you drive fast, and uh, yeah, you pull up to a couple police cars, and you see a couple officers staring towards the pit. Do we recognize them, or is it Officer Hernandez by chance? You mean Hayes? The uh... No, there's uh the officer Hernandez is the one that doesn't like us. Oh yes. Uh yeah. He was he was at the hotel, he was with Sergeant Hayes, and when Sergeant Hayes said, Let's go to the pit, he would be there. So you see Agent Hernandez and he's leering at you. I don't think um, the marshals are needed. I step out of the car. I step out of the car and say Hey, Deputy Hernandez, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to leer at you. I'll get out, too, and say, uh, good thing I ain't a marshal, then. And I'll uh, pull pull out my cigarettes and say, have a smoke? No, I'm good. Dip, then. He is going to 
look back towards the pit. Oh, we got a real straight edge over here, Bob. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all we all handle our health in our own way. That's very uh, all... polite way of saying it. These all natural waters might be good to drink. Uh, they seem pretty high in mineral content to me. So yeah. Staring past uh, Agent Hernandez, you see a woman in a hazmat suit kind of collecting water samples and swishing a tube. Uh, she's taking the water samples from the pit right at the uh, right at the coast, right at the I don't know if you would call it a coast, but you understand the water line. Yeah, the water line. There is another woman who is talking to some police officers down the down the line of police. And you do not spot any other people in hazmats. Um, the police are all all seem to be staying back at a distance. You also see a sign that says no swimming. A sign that says "Do not drink." Uh, sign that says "Extremely deep," uh, and various other warnings saying to stay back. Okay, I'm going to uh, just go ahead and approach the lady that's taking samples at the water line, and uh, just walk up to her and say. Now, are you one of these fantastic uh, EPA ladies I've been hearing about? Are you still wearing your hazmat? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. She... We we probably so... didn't drive over in it. We would put them back on before uh, yeah. approaching someone else in a hazmat. Right. She is going to get up and say, stop. Who are you exactly? You can't come close to here. Oh, my apologies. I'm uh, here with the investigation team. Jackie Cole. Federal uh, agent. Bob Carlton, what U.S. Other, Marshals. Well, what other investigation team? Why would a marshal be investigating the pit? This is an environmental disaster, not a loose felon. Well, we think there might be some crossover to one of our cases we're working. Yes, it appears a scientist who's been working on this pit for some time. Uh, may have caused the death of a deputy sheriff and uh, nearly caused the death of a U.S. Marshal? You know, slow down, slow down. I'm aware that there is a dead deputy with heavy metal poisoning and that he was vomited on shortly before uh, a downward spiral. It's the heavy metal contamination that has brought us here to do the investigation. But I am not, I have not been informed yet that you have a suspect. The police just arrived about five minutes before you did. My, my partner over there is asking all the questions. I'm doing the test still. So uh, you suspected a doctor 
working on this here pit is the perp. Do you know the name McCaslin? I do not. Uh, he appears to have been a scientist doing research on this pit. She is going to set some of her tools down and pull open a notebook and grab a pen. All right. Uh, why don't you just share the information you got? I'll share the information I got. Where, uh, who is he? Where does he work? Uh, age? Anything you can tell me. Um, all right. I will share the publicly available information we found about McCaslin. All of it? Everything that was easily available, that like everything that they would be able to find. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, then... none of that deep search work that Drake did, but. Yeah, so, I think that, that was like who he is, his age, his credentials. Um, I think the fact that he worked for uh, Benthic was just like on, on his like uh, public information. Yeah, I believe that's what it was. So she is going to write that down and say Benthic, Benthic, as she uh, twiddles with her pen. I might have heard that name. Okay, local employer. I would have to check if they had any sort of license to uh, be here at the pit. Now, uh, what do you need from me exactly? Um, I don't know if we're sure yet. We're not. Uh, we're not. You know, scientists who would who would be able to determine what information you have that would even be of use. Honestly, uh, I understand. Um. I think that our two investigations are quite different. You're uh, you're looking for someone to blame. I'm looking for a kind of a systemic environmental issue. Um, yes, we're definitely just... we're definitely trying to figure out if there's a specific issue stemming from the more general environmental issue that you're investigating. Well, if you found the perp, did you find any? reason to did you find any connection with the heavy metals because that's why we were called in the heavy metals is what called uh the epa and the deq in not yet uh he is currently deceased but i don't know when they'll be doing any kind of autopsy on him since it's he's been brought in as like in as a federal um chain and the locals want him to uh well i won't be surprised if the cdc tries to get their hands on him too in this kind of case or even the epa so that may be tied up for a week or two hmm. well we're just uh continuing to do our tests um i guess mostly the general question is have you found anything so far that is out of the ordinary other than the uh, high levels of uh, heavy metals and the acidic water here. 
Sure. So you've been upfront with her. So she's going to be upfront with you and she's going to say, Hmm, actually my, my partner over there, she's with the Montana EPA. It's called a DEQ. Uh, we usually pack things up before night, but, uh, she said that just for like a second, she saw glowing in the pit and, uh, it was, it was interesting enough for her to mention, but also, you know, she was kind of doubting herself. So we decided we'd spend another, another night here to just kind of see if there was something glowing down there. You know, maybe someone left a uh, submersible uh, with the battery and, you know, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Got to confirm that first. A submersible with that be able to operate in like easily in uh waters like this if they're so highly acidic well i mean that's just a theory it could be that you just saw something if there's something down there we don't know what it is but uh as for the acid i i'm not a mechanical engineer i don't work on submarines but i'd imagine that uh you can't can't keep it down there forever uh the acid probably chips away at a metal hull yeah i guess i'm sure they make something that would be able to handle that Are there any uh biological or natural phenomenon that you know of uh, something that could exist in this harsh environment well there are always extremophiles i said the name uh there are always uh, <laughs> extremophiles that can live in bizarre um bizarre uh kind of settings we Ooh, i i think i could leave this up to luck i'm gonna roll luck sounds good all right so she says yes they're there's some life that's been found in the lake. Uh, we haven't done further tests on it, but uh, we were kind of surprised to find fungus uh, floating around in, in the Petri dishes. Uh, haven't identified what it was yet. Um, in just random samples, so it's like saturating the lake? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's part of the the biome. In fact, uh, it's a whole lot of the biome. The the bacteria and the other things you'd expect to see are in lower quantities. There's a lot of this fungus. Maybe Does we came across fungus... something new. Does this no, fungus uh, also contain heavy metals? It uh, it does, but everything in this lake would, if it can survive in this in this setting, it would contain the heavy metals within it. But uh, this this one uh, this one specimen seems to really thrive, uh, not only tolerate but thrive in this uh, in this lake. And none of your specimens have glowed. Uh, 
No, no, none of them have. Uh, well, I think we'd have to check when the lights are off and uh, watch for it. But we we haven't done any sort of visual tests like that. No. We've uh, we've been assuming there was probably some sort of again submersible or. You say now that there was a company investigating this lake, so that kind of reinforced my working theory of that, but. I, you're suggesting there could be a life form that both thrives in this environment and is bioluminescence. Well, you just said it was glowing at night, and then you mentioned those extrema wetahoozas. So uh, I figured that's what you were saying. I guess maybe that was. I hadn't even thought of that. Maybe we've came across a whole new species. Could get me a promotion. She's hey, maybe you could name it after yourself. She's gonna be writing down more furiously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think we've learned a lot by talking, you and I. I think so, too. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to exchange cell phones with you and uh, I'll give you a call if I find anything interesting. You do the same. Yeah, let's step away from the lake so that we don't uh, contaminate. Contaminate. Yeah. So, yeah. She steps away and says, I can't pull my phone out right now, uh, but you can type this in. And she gives you 555, 555, so on and so forth. Perfect. Uh, can you I'm tell me her name again? Test. Sure. So this would be the EPA agent. It is EPA investigator Jenna Gaylor. I think uh, I think from now on, I'll have okay. to work on the uh the female voice <laughs> uh, so there is also the other investigator and she will wilf willfully just mention her name and her number it is montana deq investigator gabriel fultz Can you spell the last name? F-U-L-T-S. Okay. Yes. Uh, she was the one that was talking to the police, not you. Okay. And what do well, you do from here? I appreciate your cooperation. And... Uh... We'll just take our leave from her. She's going to do kind of like an air, air handshake, but clearly not want you to actually shake her hand. Yeah, I'll do the uh, COVID elbow bump thing in the air towards her. Yes, she will. She will do that, but not actually touch you. And then mm -hmm. uh, she will start walking back to the lake. It is getting later. What will you and Bob do? Well, um, 
We can go talk to that deputy. What was the name of the deputy at the gate? That is deputy Kanoka or something. Yeah, it's like Kano. Yeah, deputy K. All right, we could go talk to the deputy just to see if um, she has any information. Um, I don't know what else we'll get here. I don't know what we're going to do if it's actually that fungus. Because I I don't know if there's other things growing in this lake and other funguses and stuff like that. But if that's actually the fungus, then I have no idea what we would do. Because we... Yeah, how do we destroy it? Like, if we wanted to drop the acidity of this lake, we could, I don't know, get hundreds of thousands of tons of quicklime and dump it in there. But uh, I don't uh, think that the EPA is going to be fond of that, even if we could manage it. Um, so I, I guess we just have to, I mean, they already cut off access to this pit, I think. Like, people are not supposed to be coming here. So we'll just have to hope that that's not completely suffusing it. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. It's We have it blocked off. They evacuated that uh, hotel. So hopefully it's not spreading more. Um, but yeah, let's go speak to the deputy. Okay, so yeah, Deputy K um, is kind of snoozing at her her position. Uh, you see her watching something on her phone, and you approach. That's again, Deputy. You. Uh, she appears spooked. She kind of jumps in her chair just a little bit. Uh, hello, uh, marshals. How can I help? Oh. Yeah, apologies for startling you. We just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about visitors to this site. Uh, sure. Are there any? Uh, yeah. Before all this, and she points to the lake. There were tourists. Uh, it's kind of a tourist trap, and. You know, even before that, you'd get some scientists and uh, geologists and whatnot. Okay. Anyone actively working on the lake? Are there any, like, science projects? Any universities? Any companies? Ah, uh, gee, you know, they just they come and go. Okay. Are there, there any be, that have any come? Number of people. Okay. But are there... Any specifically in the last year or so? Any currently operating? Oh, you mean like people who come back regularly? Yes. People actually actively doing work on the waters here. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a lot of groups. Uh, it'll probably the university. Uh, you know, probably, probably some other people. And uh, he's acting so that. weird that uh, Jackie is going to pull out her flashlight 
and quickly shine it in her eyes. You know how the cops do to see if your eyes react or act react, excuse me, properly. Jackie, you're so rude. <laughs> oh, uh, look. Uh, Sorry, I thought I thought maybe you were having an episode or something. I, I what I mean to say is is the last group was uh at least over a year ago. Yeah, it was the university. Yeah, you, I'm sure that there's probably some papers and she's shuffling around on her desk. There's probably some, some papers around here uh, about the university visit. All right, and no companies. Uh, we've been hearing about a company named Benthic. Do they have any access to this pit? Roll human. That is a 37 under 50. Uh, you you can sense that the, the heat is getting turned up on her. And it's like, well, what do you know exactly? What's what are you trying to get at? I mean, it's not it's not my job to to, to keep track of all these things. Isn't that oh. literally your job, Jackie says and looks at her. <laughs> I like that. You can get an inspiration point if I haven't explained those. Uh, look, it's you know how bureaucracy works. I I sign a paper. The county signs a paper. Someone else signs a paper. Uh, you know, hell, maybe maybe some company came here as tourists for all I know, just to, just to look at it. Okay. Do you have any of these papers? Uh, yeah, let me grab you those university ones. Yeah, no, um, like corporations that operate on this pit. Yeah, you know, the thing we just asked you about and you skirted around. Look, uh... One sec. Let me see what they recommend her saying. Okay, I'm going to have you roll Persuade. Okay. Both of us? Uh, I guess only one of you. That is a 42 oh. under 50. Okay. Look, uh, so maybe, maybe someone was here. Uh, maybe, maybe they slipped by. All right. Maybe, maybe they came at night or, uh, something like that. And, you know, maybe they did some tests. Maybe this is a unique area for unique kind of tests. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not out there 24 seven, you know? Yeah, you're just right here at the gate. Yeah. 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 Okay. So has Ben Thick, the private corporation, 
been actively doing work on this pit that you weren't a party to, you weren't watching them, you weren't involved, but were they here? Did they have authorization to be here? I, uh, I didn't sign off for, uh, I didn't sign off for a Benthic. And you could roll another human. Okay. That is 23 under 50. Look, I, I didn't sign off for any Benthic. Uh, you know, I'm sure teenagers come and get past these gates. Uh, it's not like this is Fort Knox. Okay. I think I've had about enough of this. Since we're talking hypotheticals, hypothetically, people get through the gate. Hypothetically, you tell us everything you know, and I hypothetically won't punch you in the face. You know, I've got some of my co-workers at the lake right now, and I could call them over, tell them that you just threatened me. I bet your coworkers would love to know that you're being a rat and not letting uh, and not uh, keeping the proper records. Hey. Hey, you can't you can't go around saying that that any of what happened is on me. Oh, I never would do that. I never would do that unless you keep dicking around. I got I got kids. I'm a single mother. I'm just trying to take care of I'm just trying to take care of my family and make a living, all right? Yes, I mean, me too. I mean, we just came over to ask you if you had a fifth official records about a corporation officially working here. No one was uh no one was accusing you of doing anything um until you started talking about teenagers sneaking by you on guard and uh taking samples from the pit. And there's that right. one bit about it being a good place to take samples. What is that supposed all to mean? All right. All right. Uh, you see her looking back and forth on her desk and uh, she, she presses a button and then looks back at you and says, okay, so maybe, maybe I saw some vans. Maybe I saw a truck that said, benthic on the side maybe uh they were at the pit more than once and for more than an hour each time maybe they came at night maybe uh i know better than to ask questions maybe um what was that button you just pressed it turns off the camera and ah, the gotcha gotcha all right that's Great. Okay. Well, thank you, Deputy. You've been lightly helpful. So forthright. She. What do you What do you do from here? I mean, I guess we'll just go. Um, I don't feel like we're going to get a lot more out of her. Uh, it seems like she's 
done a lot to not uh, know anything that could be useful. Yeah, I feel like she just gave us the useful bit of info that she had, which is the confirmation that Benthek has been coming here a lot. And here I was thinking that they were just here on official business and that she would just have normal paperwork for them. Yeah, so as you two walk away, she uh, she looks at her, her stacks of money and uh, takes a deep breath. <laughs> So, what do you do from here? I'm sorry, did question. I cut one of you off mid-thought? No. Um... Uh, sorry to jump in here. Yeah, we're, um, we're going to get back to you. Well, I was going to say it might be good that Drake is temporarily out because uh, it looks like um, we have to go to the uh, we, bit of a medical emergency. So I have yeah. to go. Yeah. Okay. I hope yeah. everything's okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you. Get out of here. I hope everything's good. Right. Bye. Bye. Uh, so I was going to get back to Drake uh, and I was hoping to wrap this up in, in one session. So what what do you guys want to do yeah can we um just wrap this up on our own while he's just resting essentially yeah yeah that could work um work? okay yeah that could work so where do you want to go from here um i think especially ideally if it's like going to be nighttime now I think we'd like to go and maybe check out Benthic after hours. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking do something by the cover of night. So yeah, Benthic is a good good call. So you put Benthic in on your maps app and just decide to drive over, go through the uh, entrance and kind of play it from there. Um, yeah. Uh, if it's, especially if it's closed, we'd like to try to go in like covertly if possible. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to leave our car in their parking lot or anything. I think we'd park maybe a little, like a couple blocks away. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to do another pause to reread Benthic real quick, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Sounds good. If we get in, I can't wait to see what kinds of terrible experiments are in there. Yep. Like a mushroom Aquaman. <laughs> in a tank or something. I guess one thing was that with uh with agent um with Evan is that 
he would have visions with his sickness and his visions would bring him to an area that I guess we could cut out uh, because of because certain people have died in this game. Um, I guess the scene at that area could be cut out. So that, that works. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I was reading something. What did Evan say? He, they have a medical emergency. He had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, he said he had some sort of uh, medical emergency. Okay. Yeah, hopefully his wife's okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even say it was his wife. I mean, it could have been like a family member. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess I just assumed. Yeah, I hope everybody's okay. Bro, if I well, if I had a wife, and if my wife like collapsed or something, I'm not even gonna have time to say like I'm gonna text the Discord like, "Hey, gotta go," and, and that'd be it. Same, uh, yeah. My camera would just be left on. You could just watch the pets walking around. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. Let me just see one more. Yeah, I'm good to go. All right. So you all decide to go. Uh, well, the both of you decide to go to Benthic. And your maps uh, telling you that it's about thirty kilometers to the north west of Helena. Uh, it's, it's in hills and the mountains, uh, and it's a bit secluded. It's far from the suburbs. So as the sun goes down and you drive past the sparsely populated roads, uh, you wind through some of these valleys and, uh, begin to approach a gate. Do you do anything while you were driving? Um, not really. I think we talk about what we were going to do when we get there, which I think ahead of approaching a gate, we'd actually get out, um, put on like operational clothing, nondescript black clothing, yeah. and then just try to slip up 
um, avoiding cameras if we can. Ah, yes. You said that you were going to mm -hmm. park a little bit away and walk. Uh, so you yeah. do that. And we're going to carry our hazmat uh, gear with us. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what hiking through the woods would be. I, I don't know if that's written in, but I'm... I feel like that would be like an endurance check, but I don't want to say you trip and break your leg. So yeah, you're uh, <laughs> you're going through the woods, and uh, you're getting closer. Uh, you're starting to see some lights coming up, and your phone tells you that you are close to where Benthic has its headquarters. Um, when we get close enough to see, I will just like take out a light pair of binoculars and just try to get a look around to see if there's people there or if they're in operation or if they're shut down for the night. Sure. So I'll have you roll for awareness or search. All right. All right, that is a two under 50 or 60, depending on which one I'm using. Yeah, you see... Uh, you see a barrel down below, and there's a flame coming out of the barrel, and boxes are being thrown into it. You see an SUV uh, at the center of this fenced-in compound, uh, and it is loading up uh, other boxes, and someone is getting in. It is a small compound. It's it's not you know an Air Force base or anything. It's it's like one building surrounded by a fence, and uh, you've got a vantage point over it. All right. Um... Okay, so they're loading up an SUV uh, late in the evening, late at night. They're burning files, it looks like. Um, what do you think, Jackie? Should we... Do you think we should ambush this SUV? Just the two of us, huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if it's just the SUV, I think... Uh, do you have your, your uh, anti-vehicle rocket? Totally. Wait, you have a rocket? Uh, in the backpack. The <laughs> I believe it was, yeah. yes. <laughs> it was. And I've been okay. carrying it around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, okay. I probably cut you off when you're saying everything that you were bringing with. Uh, but you believe that that is something that you would have brought with you on a, on a black op, kind of sneaking close by? I mean, I think we were well... keeping it both. I think we were both... Because she said she had it with her gear. We said we were bringing gear. I also think we didn't want it to be somewhere where police might investigate it. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely, like, it's been either in my vehicle or on my person. So, like, if GM says it's not on my person, then I would say it's in the car. No, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see what you uh, plan to do with a rocket-propelled grenade. And, okay. Uh, so yeah, I just look over at Bob and I'm like, now, I like where your head's at. I love blowing things up. 
but don't you think that might be a little loud? It would certainly be loud, but we are pretty far from anything. That's true, but uh, what about all these other people that are that are here? Mm, yeah, but obviously they're doing something that they don't want anyone to know about. Um, Bob says as he's uh, putting on his tactical gear. Perfect. You know, just in case we decide to do this. I mean, totally. how many people does it look like there's down there? Uh, we saw that there's some people throwing some files into a fire. We saw a, an SUV being loaded. Uh, so you don't see too many people. And as for security guards, to try and spot how many exactly, uh, you would have to roll for that. Okay. Well, uh, we could always just threaten them with the rocket launcher, and then if they don't uh, let us take a little peeksy, we could just blow them up. So I get a 42 under um, 60 for alertness for determining how much security is there. Um, and But then I will say in character to Jackie... Um, I don't know about threatening them with a weapon. I think we lose any tactical advantage we have if we don't attack first. That's a good point. We would lose all of our surprise. Like, I think if we threaten them, they'll pretty quickly be like, um, there's like eight of us and there's two of you versus <laughs> us taking out like three or four in the first, in the first go. All right. Well, uh, it's an insane plan. I love it. So the plan is to use your rocket launcher preemptively. Possibly. Um, so did I was I able to figure out how much security is there with that alertness yes. roll? So you count four security guards. Okay. Um, do they look like do they look like, you know, securitas, just like rando guys security for like a corporate facility, or do they look like military contractors um like are they the kind of guys that would asking? be brought in on something illegal right now or are they just some normal like building security yeah so i would say they they don't look like you know they they look buff and their uniforms look High quality. In fact, uh, I think they're probably wearing body armor. All right. It's good to know. Um, outside of your rocket lock, I'm sure, Jackie, uh, are you well equipped? I have... Um... A light pistol, a combat dagger, and a flashlight. So not really. <laughs> okay. It does not say that they're wearing uh, armor, but I suppose with a harder difficulty, you could say they are. Okay. Uh, two um, against two, so. Yeah, I'll Jackie. Not wearing it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Jackie, let me. Um, 
since I'm putting on my tactical gear here, you can take my normal reinforced Kevlar if you don't have it. I did just see in my armor I have a Kevlar vest. Is that the okay. same thing? So you got okay, that. Same thing. Okay. Technically, mine is probably slightly better, but it's basically the same thing. Um, okay. And then here, and I will hand you a Remington 870 shotgun. Um, yeah. And like a, and um, a couple of, uh, what are they called? Mole vest uh, holders with some shells. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. Really kitted up now. Uh, what's your firearms skill, by the way? Uh, it is 40%. Okay. With the shotgun, that is, um, you get a plus 20 every time you shoot it. And then um, if you're shooting, this one has a sight on it. So if you're shooting it, in a turn where you weren't hurt on the previous turn, then you get mm -hmm. another plus 20. So you'd be at a plus 40 if you haven't okay. been injured previously. Perfect. I'm going to write that down because there's not quite enough room over here. And then I will pull out my rifle. Okay. And yeah. Um, Let's, and then let's set up by the road on either side um, and try to set up for, uh, let's set up on the same side just so we don't have a chance at crossfire and then um, see if they try to leave. So it your thought look... is to get them on the way out and not right now while they're parked. Yeah, I'm feeling okay. like rather than attack in their facility, if we wait until they start to go um, until they try to leave with the vehicle, you could just hit them on the road. Perfect. Like right okay, outside cool. the facility. Okay. So you are, one of you is going to try and go around and, uh, get on the opposite side of the facility. Do we feel like this is where they would drive out? Like, is there another road out the back or something? Uh, there is only one entrance and exit. Uh, mm -hmm. it goes through, like, this place is kind of in the valley, uh, in between some hills, uh, so you have a vantage point, uh, if one of you wanted to get around, that would take up a significant amount of time, you could try and do it, but there's only one entrance and exit. No, um, uh, my thought was that we would wait until they try to leave in their SUV if they were trying to get something out of there. But um, I don't know what you think, Jackie, if we want to just go for it. And do they have like, would we have to like cut through a gate or go over something to get in? Uh, so with your vantage point, you'd be running down a hill and then you would be confronted with a fence. Mm. And uh, the fence is probably out in the open without any cover near it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. It's it's just a fence um, mm -hmm. that surrounds the compound. All right. So you did say they're like loading something up in the SUV. So it looks like they're yes. probably going to try to leave with that. Okay. I think we're just mm -hmm. going to wait. Yeah, I think we. <laughs> Yeah, we just give it like a certain amount of time. And if in that time period hasn't happened, we can 
make a new plan. Okay. So you will wait. You're going to see a woman enter the van uh, as one of the passengers in the passenger seat. Um, she is holding with her some sort of a metal tube and one of the security officers closes the door for her and the SUV starts to drive towards the entrance exit. All right. All right, we am will I going, wait. Am I going rocket launcher first? Just right out the gate? Yep. Um, I think okay. if, if possible, we'd want it to be like right after they exit so that the vehicle's not moving too quickly. Um, yeah. And you should be able to aim. You should have plenty of time to aim at them ahead of time, which will give you a plus 20% on your... Do you have you have heavy weapons, right? Um. Let's see. Yes, I do. Yeah, so that should give you a plus 20% on that. Yes, it does. Um, my heavy is 20%. All right. Yeah, I'll give you the plus 20. Okay. And I'm 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 very interested in you just blowing up the SUV and calling it a day. So but if that doesn't work, uh, you know, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> so fine. the totally S the SUV approaches the gate. Someone in the uh the driver's side extends his arm towards the gate uh gate guard uh there's a a card in hand it is handed back to him and the gate starts to open the suv inches forward really quick idea what if uh we hit him while the gate is open so we can get in sure and while Sounds i'm shooting at the van or at the SUV, you should at the gate guard. Sounds good to me. Okay. That's what we're gonna do? Maybe. This is this is something that you could have thought of. Okay. But I'd say by now it's too late because you decided okay. too late. Okay. No worries. Then we'll. I will just shoot it as it goes. Uh, once it's through. All right. Roll for heavy weapons. Okay. It doesn't want to roll. There it goes. 36 under 40. Yep. All right. Just under. <laughs> you, uh, you launch your rocket propelled grenade. It hits the SUV and it goes up in flames. The wow. blast knocks down the checkpoint. Uh, it throws another nearby security officer backwards. And as the heat washes over your face, um, you know, bearable heat, uh, you've got some distance. You see panicked people are rushing back and forth. The two remaining security guards are looking in your direction 
Um, they've pulled out weapons and are coming to investigate. All right. I am currently aiming, so I will aim at... Are they parallel to each other? Is one of them further back compared to us than the other one? Yeah, they, they were not expecting to be attacked, so... They're they're not even near each other. You know, one of them was closer to the building. The other is closer to the gate. All right. Uh, I'd say I that will... the one closer to the gate is nearer to you. The one closer to the building would be a minus 20. All right. I have a... Um, I do have a, like, scope, which doubles my range if I'm aiming. Only if I'm, like, doing the aim action. So pick up a turn. Yes, which I was doing ahead of time, was aiming. And so I'm just asking, um, that would put me up to 300 meters. Would that be fine to get the further guy or not? If not, that's fine. I would say no, because okay. they've been shocked and they've now switched positions. You would have to re-aim. Yep. So, okay. I will aim at the closer guy then. And I will take a shot. So do you wish to wait a turn to get up? A- Plus, oh no, you're gonna you're gonna attack him right away. I got you. Yeah, so I was so roll for firearms. Yeah. All right, that is a fifty under eighty three. Okay, and then roll for damage. All right, that is a very low roll. That is four points of damage, but it is an armor-piercing weapon. All right, so that will do four points of damage. Uh, You see the... You see the security guard clutching at his shoulder as you have shot it. And he falls to the ground. Jackie, it is your move. Or actually, yeah, Jackie, it's your move. Okay. Um, is this a single shot shotgun that you gave me? I was trying to find it in the book. Yeah, it's I just a pump time. action. Pump action Okay, shotgun. so I imagine that its range is probably very low then. Uh, it has a range of like 50 meters, so decent range, but the further okay. you are, the less damage it does because it's a uh, buckshot. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that it, it is at a penalty for damage. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the standard is. The standard is 2d8, but it goes pretty low. Yeah. Uh, Roll 2d6 um, after you've rolled for firearms. Okay. And uh, let's see. I'm assuming I'll probably shoot at the one that Bob didn't shoot at, if that's in range. I think that person's probably way out of your range. Or way out of my range. Okay, he's way far. Okay. Maybe even 2d2. Okay, that's a two under uh, with no bonus, right? It's just the regular 20%. Or not, no, that's not heavy weapon. Sorry, 40%. Two under 40. 
Okay. So even even with a, a minus, you clearly pass it and then roll for damage. And you said 2d6? Yeah, we'll call it 2d6. Okay. That is nine. Okay. So you see the security officer that uh, Bob has already shot. And he he kneeled back and you were shooting him while he's down. Um, you've got an advantage point on him. And you see his, his knee emit a uh, a red paste and he falls onto the ground completely there is now another security officer who looks over to his co-worker and is enraged he doesn't know who the hell is firing at him but he wants you dead and he is going to shoot back in the direction of fire. All right. So he's he's shooting into the trees and around you you hear the the buzzing and the crackling of of uh, splinters breaking off of trees, but you are unharmed, Jackie. It is back in Bob's turn. Okay. Um. So did you say he's beyond my 150 meter range? Uh, I'm saying that he's at a distance where uh, you have a scope, but he's also at a distance. So for you, it could be regular. You know, it's just it, if he's if he's within 150, then I can just take a shot right now. If he's not, then I'd have to either move up or aim, or as you're saying, I'd get a I'd get a penalty. Yeah, we'll we'll say that he's he's at an, a range where you would take a penalty, or you would have to aim. Okay, um, I will tell Jackie to get down, and then I will aim at him. Okay, you spend one turn aiming and jackie you are up okay do you choose to get down or oh yeah yeah i definitely okay. want to get cover okay that would be your turn yep he uh he notices that you got cover and he's going to look for the other shooter. Uh, he's discerned that there are two. So now he's going to take aim back at Bob. Not as an action, but he's going to spray in your... He's going to shoot in your direction. And you too hear the sounds of splinters and buzzing going past your ears. But you are unharmed. All right, um, I will take a shot, and I am aiming at his head. All right, and you can roll for that. 
All right, that is a 42 under the 63 that I have when I'm aiming for his head in this case. So right. that will be... Uh, 20 points of damage. All right, uh, his head explodes. You do not see any more gunfire returning at you, um, but you do see some unarmed people running away towards the entrance. Um, as I see the unarmed people, I uh, lean down towards Jackie and I say, what do you think? No witnesses or... Let the unarmed, let the unarmed people go. They're obviously in on it. If they're here, burning files and uh, okay. loading up this material. And I'm also going to need you to roll sanity just for the violence. Yep. Plus, I'll have okay. you roll it again if you uh, start attacking unarmed people. Um, I'm trying to think back to specifically what our handler told us to do. I will be right back. And if this is the thing that Jackie has done before. Fair questions. Um, our handler definitely told us to like clean up and close down anything, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's kind of where I'm leaning, like probably yes, probably kill them. But this I is don't, definitely I getting like hot, it. so Yeah. Yeah. It's just gonna make it worse if we let them go, probably. I mean it's the thing is it's hard to say that like so like benthic won't want to talk about this handler told you what oh um just specifically like if we were supposed to leave no witnesses or anything like that but um yeah i think i think i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna shoot all right. I'll say that your your handler didn't give you any specific um, rules in this situation uh, because he was not expecting, you know, the involvement of a company or a team of scientists. And yeah, it comes down to just general rules of an operation. Um, it was this would this be killing in self defense in this case since he was shooting at us? No, because you shot first. Okay. And uh, now you're going to be shooting innocent. So I will have you roll for... Well, so the first one would probably be a murderous enemy in yeah. that case that I killed in cold blood. So I did fail that roll, so I'm going to need a... Uh, I think you need to roll 1d6, I think. Correct. And then for shooting... 
innocence in cold blood is 1d8. So you can roll twice for uh, for sanity and see how those come out. Well, can you can you roll me that first one first? Oh, yeah, I can roll it for you. You're still having difficulty rolling? No, I, unless you want me to roll the sanity loss for myself. I, I'm asking about the sanity loss itself. I'm fine with rolling it if you want me to. I'm So I failed on the first roll yeah. on the killing a murderess. So I'm just asking if you want to roll it or if I should for the loss. Yeah, ro you can roll for the loss. Gotcha. All right, I only lose one on that one, which is good and bad. So in that case, uh, that is my third violence roll. So I become adapted to violence, which means I'm going to take a big charisma hit, which is not going to be great. Mm. But at least you will be the guy to go to, uh, to shoot people. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Violence. I don't remember what it is, if it's 1d6 or, or 1d8. Uh, for the first guy you shot, I'm, or the second one? Sorry. No, it's it's for becoming adapted to violence. Let me see. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. One d six permanent charisma loss. Oh, thank God. Okay, so I permanently lose two charisma and two from both of my bonds. I'd imagine that your bonds are in a pretty bad state by now. They're, Have you lost any? They're not great. Uh, I've got one at six and the other one at eight. Um, could be worse, but they're, neither one is in like a great position. They would have, I was about ready for them to be worse if I rolled worse on that first roll. Okay, so after that, so I don't need to roll sanity checks for violence anymore. Yeah, you just um, auto lose one. If the minimum, happens. yeah. I'll just take whatever the minimum is. Um, right, so you would lose one for uh, proceeding to kill innocents. Yeah, which um, <laughs> I will uh, say to Jackie, like, Jackie, you see... Um, Bob's face like go blank basically as you say as you say to him yeah maybe we need to get rid of him his face like goes blank and then he says you uh just watch my back and make sure none get by me and then he steps up and starts firing wow taking all the violence for the team 
Um, do you want me to roll for firearms for these shots or? Um, I'll say sure. Roll firearms, not for each running civilian, but just to see if you're you're hitting your marks generally. All right, that's a 43 under 83. Sure. So uh, people are running towards the entrance and uh, you're you're hitting everyone that you aim for. As for Jackie, I'm going to need you to roll your violence twice if you have not already. Okay, so I rolled um, the sanity and I failed. Okay, so the first time is 1d6. Okay. And then if you join in on shooting at the civilians, it is 1d10. And he was telling you not to. Yeah, I'm going to not join in on that. Ooh, okay. But you will probably want to roll your projecting on a bond to avoid the six points oh. of sanity damage. Yeah. Or you could say this is messed up and I'm going to run away, even though you did suggest it. <sighs> You went from thinking out loud to participating in the mass shooting. <laughs> I mean, I feel like for Jackie, that would trigger her PTSD, which could make her go a little crazy. But I don't think I would run away. Well, so you're going to definitely go crazy unless you project that down below a five. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll project it onto a bond. And let's just hope you get at least a two on this D4. <laughs> It's just 1d4, right? It's 1d4, and you're going to lose okay. that to a bond and to from your willpower. Not your power, your willpower. Okay. Ooh. Okay, well, I guess this is going to be okay. some temporary insanity. Okay, so it's I do one to my bond, and then one to my, where is it? Willpower. And then I'll have you roll. Uh, you know what? I'll roll for you as you're doing that. Okay. I've got a lot that I'm going to need to edit out. A lot of pauses. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like your temporary insanity is um, either you just like face on the ground, like weeping, run away, or you just start shooting them too, right? Or. Uh... I start trying to revive people that are clearly dead. Oh, yeah. I can see that. And um, I'm like having a full flashback, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, you have PTSD as, as yeah. a thing? So you, mm -hmm. you, that, you'll have an acute episode too. Yeah. So I did roll for flight, fight, flight, or freeze, and I rolled a two, okay. which is flight. Okay. So. You're going to see the stressful situation of your own making, and uh, you get the urge to run away from it. And that means I'm running, right? Because yeah. that's what you rolled. Okay. So, Jackie, um, it was almost so fast that she barely had time to process what Bob had said before he started shooting. And then at the sound of the gunfire, the uh, visceral part of Jackie that is connected to her 
trauma that she experienced in the war kicks in and she starts running for cover just in the opposite direction from where Bob is. Okay. You, to resume, Bob is shooting into a crowd of people. Jackie, you've you've gone to get away from all this, uh, realizing what it is that you've suggested. You you hide behind a tree, and as a what's a minute passes by, but it seems like an hour, and suddenly Bob Carlton, his gun goes silent. You I'm... begin to regain some composure. So where Jackie had been now crouched crouched against the uh, tree, making herself as small as she possibly can, she now lifts her head up and is listening. See if there's any uh, voices other than now that the gun has stopped. You are currently hearing silence. All right, Bob is walking up and he's got his like a mask down over his face and he is going to walk through the gate and start looking at like the burn piles and stuff like that, what they were working on. Okay. So you walk through the gate and uh, there are some dead bodies at the entrance, um, burning car. As you walk further into the compound, you are going to investigate the barrel. Is that correct? And yeah, or especially if there are documents that haven't gone in the barrel, but also if if they were burning a ton of documents, like a lot of it wouldn't be burnt yet. So, yeah, you uh, you approach and you will see there are some documents not yet burnt. They were in the process of doing. Um. All right. Uh, I will, uh, does it seem like an amount that I could like grab and take? Well, there are still boxes, so it would take time to sort through it all and you would have to make multiple trips or pull up your car to take all of them. Mm, all right. Um, I will just take a glance at the stuff to see if there's anything like labels on them indicating what's in the boxes. They are alphanumeric. So it's like K1, B2, so on and so forth. Okay. So no information on the labeling. Um intentionally vague yeah gotcha makes sense um all right i hmm because i feel like we could definitely use some information here um um i'm going to take one box um basically at random okay. and uh, 
make sh- and like get the other boxes like in the the burn tube or whatever so that they should eventually combust and then walk back out what's the second thing that you're grabbing so i'm trying to if i can make it so that the other boxes should burn um given a little time gotcha um if that's possible you would need some sort of accelerant like gasoline how about this uh i will how many are there like a bunch of boxes or there's like a few there are boxes near the fire you don't know if there's any more inside you know and there might be hard drives but just by the fire there's only a couple Um, all right, if I'll take what I can carry and anything that I can't carry that's out there, I'll, um, see if I can throw into the, the fire, the like blazing wreck of the SUV. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, you could probably burn a lot more by the SUV right now than you could in the barrel. Yeah. So I'll toss anything I can't carry and then I'll take like two boxes, sling my rifle over my shoulder and walk back out. Okay, you do so. Um, and as we're going, I look around for Jackie as I'm walking away from the building. I'm not sure if my sanity is uh, back yet or not. Uh, I'll also take a glance inside the vehicle. It looked like we saw a woman with like a sealed tube in there, right? Correct. That looks thoroughly destroyed. The... Yeah, the SUV is in a wrecked state and its contents are glowing red and in a uh, in a state that you can assume looks broken. Gotcha. Okay. Then we, I think I will go and uh, look for Jackie. All right. So you walk back up to where you were. And it's a hard trek with all these boxes. And now you're going to look for Jackie, who the last you can remember ran off. Yeah, I'll just be, you know, I don't want to say her name just in case there's like some recording equipment somehow out here. But I'll just be like, hey, come on, we got to get back. Am I still crazy? Uh, sometimes Temporary insanity. Yeah, some time has passed and the immediate stressor is gone. So you're regaining your composure. Okay. You just see Jackie peek out from behind a tree and then kind of stand up and uh, walk over to you and say, Bob, I'm sorry I made you kill those people. I, I've killed so many people like that. I'm so sorry. Get out of here. No, come on. We got to go. His voice is like very flat. Yep. And I guess we will get out of here. Yeah, we'll go back to the vehicle um, and drive away. Okay. Did you burn it? 
uh, everything else I could. And I don't know if there's more inside. Um, I don't feel like going into the facility is going to be the right move. Um, we'll have to go through these two boxes I took out, see if there's any information that can help us with cleanup, but I'm not sure if there's anything else we can do here. Okay. Well, let's get out of here. So where do you go now with these boxes? Um, I think the first thing we do is we drive just somewhere like away from here, but still like secluded, not near any homes or anything. Um, change, uh, give ourselves a little like hand and face uh, scrub and change our clothes into normal civilian wear. And then, um, yep. I'll, and then I'll turn on the light in the back of the vehicle and open up some boxes and maybe accounting to see if I can figure out anything from them. Yep, accounting would work. All right, I have an eighty in accounting. That should be pretty good. So you can search through one of the two boxes. Um, all right, I'll search through a box see if there's any information about experiments and stuff like that all right roll for that uh, okay gotcha well that is an 82 over 80 Oof. well at least your oh, skill man. will increase uh and there's still one more box you get to search through uh but for this one uh you're not making sense of it Maybe uh, you feel like there's some papers that already got thrown into the fire that uh, mm -hmm. would have made sense of what you're looking at. Sure. Uh, do you want me to look through the other box? or? Yeah. Each one will get a separate accounting role. You definitely don't want Jackie looking. Well, that one's a 59. All right. So... The second one will state uh, that Akiaso came across a specimen that came from the stars and that many would try to kill it, but Akiaso had the the wherewithal to instead try to understand it and how to make it thrive. It also mentions that uh, the pit and Devil's Tower are places of interest for this specimen. The documents are signed by a head doctor named Dr. Ghent. All right, so the doctors we know of are apparently a Dr. Ghent. Sounds like you're saying a Dr. Akiaso? Akiaso is the name of the company. Oh, gotcha. So Akiaso is a corporation. Yes. Uh, McAllison is the one who got the deputy sick, and then Dr. Ghent is someone new. Okay. Um. All right, well... I think at this point we will relay this information 
to our handler um, saying that uh, we've cleared up some uh, ends that we're um, making sure our partner is okay, but that they need to send someone in who can do maybe like a spectral imaging or something of the pit to be able to find if there's like a testing site or something in there, um, something specific that the, the Benthic was working on and that, um, and then we maybe should look for Dr. Gant. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting that thought and uh, Jackie gets a phone call. Okay. I, uh, is it a number that I know or is it, it just is, on? It is the number of um, the woman from the EPA that you met at the pit. Okay. Jackie picks up her phone and says, uh, investigator Gaylor hearing from you awful quick. Got some news. Didn't you give her your real name or not? Yeah, I did. I was just, yeah. I was tell I was saying hello to her because she's investigator Gaylor. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she says, "Oh my gosh, uh, Agent Cole, we're we're seeing something glowing. It, it it wasn't just our imagination. There's definitely something glowing in the pit." I have and this it, on speakerphone for you too, Bob. And it's it's moving around. I don't even know what to make of it. It's it's got to be at least 30 meters deep but it's 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 lit up uh, is it just a glow that's emanating it's, from the water it's like so many colors you couldn't believe yes it's, um, it's within the water we'll should we go over jackie yeah i think i would be interested in seeing that uh, do me a favor, Investigator Gaylor, and don't get too close. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll keep my distance. All right, we'll be there shortly. So, you arrive back, um, and there is, again, the... Gate watch. Okay. You yeah. Can... <laughs> She's going to stare at you. Almost scared that you're back. I just roll my window down and say, open the gate, Deputy K. Okay. Okay. Just stay calm. And uh, she does so. Yeah. And we'll go, we'll go inside and uh, go meet up with uh Jenna. Sure. So you're going to see Investigator Gaylor and her partner from the DEQ, whose name I cannot find, and they're staring into the water. There is a light emanating from it. Uh, we'll also say that uh, two deputies have stayed around and are uh, also staring at the lights. Oh, what does it look like? What does what look like? The lights. 
that we're seeing. I'm going to have you roll sanity for unnatural. Yeah. Uh, should I roll that too? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a failure. Roll 1d4 for success for me. And then you lose one. One? Okay. Okay. Uh, two? Let's see. Okay. So what you're seeing, uh, there are some colors that you can't even describe as colors. It's, it's like something you haven't even seen before. It's like it's bypassing your eyes and going straight into your brain. It's the most beautiful and most hideous thing you've ever seen. And all this, when it is still submerged, everyone around you is staring blankly, and you find an urge within you to stare blankly as well. But you still have your willpower. What do you choose to do? Uh, I think I want to look away. Okay. And um, I'll look at Bob and see if, uh, like, if he's infatuated with the site or not. Uh, no, I'll also look away and, and move back. I'm definitely kind of disturbed by it. The you look away from it, but. And and as you look at the sand uh, facing away from the pit, the reflections of the light off of the sand do begin to get brighter and brighter and brighter. You hear the water break as something emerges from it. And then if you continue not to look, you Feel the strong gush of wind, and the light disappears. Um, if the light disappears, I check on the scientists who were there. They appear to be regaining their composure and looking at each other. One of them begins to sprint off. The other looks at you, Bob. We'll yeah, say that... it is the uh, the DEQ agent that you've not met yet who has stayed. Oh, my God. You didn't see that? I did. It was some sort of weird light phenomenon, right? Like those orbs people talk about? That was... 
that wasn't just some some light show that was uh it was like it was alive i don't even know what to call that i don't know weird stuff are you sure you're okay could we be getting some kind of fumes or something i i suppose we should uh should get away from it but how am i even going to write that down in my report yeah i don't know we definitely all saw some sort of weird you know aerial phenomenon or something i don't know i don't want to sound crazy but let's go sit you down make sure everything's okay check your pulse Uh, where'd your partner just go she's gonna look left and right i i don't even know galore Gaylor, where are you? Uh, maybe she's resting in the car. Uh, is that something we signed up for? I'd like to try and follow um, Investigator Gaylor as she runs away, if I could. Okay, you can go and look for her with the search. Okay. That's the fail. You check the car and she's not there. She's just ran off. Okay. I'll uh, go meet up with uh, Bob then and help him with his... uh... Yeah, that's uh, some weird and completely normal aerial phenomenon. Yeah, we must have been some kind of hallucination or something. I'm a little worried that we may have breathed in some kind of fumes or or something like that. I uh, suppose I'll do more some more tests. Uh, maybe uh, maybe the pit is emitting fumes. What what exactly did you see? I just saw some lights. It seemed like they were going like traveling up out of the water and into the sky and then they were gone. So you that's that's what you saw too, huh? Okay. Uh I'm going to write that one down. And she will pull out her notepad. And yeah, basically um I'm going to stay with her, although if we can try to find the other one, that would be ideal. Um and just basically keep hammering home two ideas. Those being, I don't know if we're okay. And um, that it was just lights that we just saw lights going up. All right, yeah. You can try and persuade her to that at a minus 20. Well, that's going to fail then. No, I I saw something I just can't explain. And even if I don't know what it was, I'm going to have to mark down that I don't know what it was. Of course. Yeah, I don't know either. It's just like some weird phenomenon. Never seen something like that before. 
it, it's like it had tendrils and it had it had a body it had it had form Wasn't yeah i mean like submarine light can do some really weird things especially when uh you mix in water uh i suppose so and she's going to finish what she's writing on her notebook and set it down. I uh, think our investigation has gone on long enough. If there's uh, anything you'd like to add to it, I'd rather just speed along to my final report. Yeah, sure. Um, I will give her a business card and I'll say like... Um... Hey, if uh, if you ever need to talk about it, just give me a call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. And she's going to sit back in the passenger seat of uh, SUV. It says EPA on the side. And then we'll go look for <laughs> her. Yeah. For, for the other agent. Yeah, we'll All look right. for... Uh... Uh, do you want Jackie, me to roll search? Yeah, Jackie already rolled, so now it's up to Bob. Yep. That is a 47 under 50 for search. Nice. Okay. So you begin to see uh, with flashlights, uh, you begin to see a figure crouched in the in the sand or in the gravel, whatever the, whatever you would best describe Montana plains to be like, uh, you find, you find a figure kind of crouched down almost in fetal. I'm going to go ahead and approach her and, uh, crouch down and say, uh, investigator Gaylor, Jenna, Becky. And see if she responds. I, I, hello. I think I, I think I understand it now. Oh no. <laughs> it's, it was, it was magnificent. It's, we were fools to try and understand it with, with simple terms like, biology or or physics or chemistry it's it's a connection to something greater and it it left and i feel as if it's it's left the pit too as if it's taken every part of it with and gone off uh but it may yeah. it, it could still return and, and she comes up to you to grab you it could come back. I think we need to get you to a hospital and maybe into a ward. And and if we're smart, it, it could take us with us. It could take us with it. It could bring us up to the stars. You're talking all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, Jackie, I think we might need to get her to a facility to some mental health professionals. She seems to be having a breakdown. Uh, yeah, she does. 
She is going to put her hand up to her mouth. <laughs> and she is going to projectile vomit. Of course. <laughs> ja- <laughs> uh, Jackie, you can attempt to roll dodge. Um, would we be in our hazmats since we were coming close to the pit or or not? You said that you had it on when you were investigating uh, Benthic. No, we we took them off we, when we were investigating Benthic, and we um, changed and back we out changed of our Benthic, out stuff. of our like tactical stuff before coming here. Okay, uh, if you don't think that you'd be wearing it, then that's. Do you think that you would have put it back on? I still know, like before when we came close to the pit, we definitely were like trying to put it on. I'm just wondering if that's something we would do. If not. Then I feel like it would have been. Yeah, I can't answer that. Because we, before we approached the pit, before we had it on, and we were coming back sort of casually just to like view the lights. So I do feel like we would have put it on first. That being said, I did not dodge the vomit. All right. Jackie, you're covered in vomit. And. I'm going to have you roll for Should we just do like luck if we wore our hazmat if we yeah, aren't do, sure? 50, yeah, do yeah, it's a good luck. Idea. Luck with a plus 20%. So under 70 and you're wearing it, Jackie. Okay. Or 70 and under. I'm not wearing it. <laughs> I got a 79. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, yeah. So uh, this not being the first time that Jackie's been vomited on, uh, she doesn't completely lose it, but um, all the color drains from her face because she knows exactly what this means. The uh, crazy scientist is talking about the stars and has now just thrown up on her. You will immediately lose one sanity. Okay. And then it is a. Uh... One d four. Health points. And one d ten power. Okay. All right, so I have lost one hit point and five power. Okay, um, where are we? Like, how far are we from the other agent? How far are we from the the pit? Like, where where exactly are we right now? You are not too far from the pit. Uh, to get to the other agent, you would have to start driving. Okay. So she drove away. Oh, you mean the the DEQ agent? Uh, yes. She would presumably still be at the pit. Okay. Um, but are we, like, close to her? Did we have to, like, search a while to find this other agent? Like, are, are we within earshot? Are we, like, within view like how far are we uh yeah i'll say that 
because your search wasn't critical, maybe you're a bit far. Maybe you've forgotten your sense of direction. You'd have to search again to get back. Uh, unless you use the assistance of technology. Gotcha. Possible. Okay. Um, all right. Don't know what to do with her if she's been infected. Uh, obviously, yeah, uh, must be like pretty seriously infected to yeah. be throwing up on you like this. Must have been infected for a little while. Um, so uh, I'm gonna like grab her by the shoulder and be like walk towards the the pit, being like, "Are you like you just threw up? Are you okay?" I uh, I feel a, a little bit better. Uh, where are we going? Um, let me. We just want to. I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, let me just. And then, as we get close enough to the pit, I'm going to push her into it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and what? Are you hoping that she drowns or drowns slash succumbs to the acidity? Um, brutal. There's a problem with that plan. Uh, okay. I guess it, it could be possible that your character doesn't know it yet, but I said that it's its acidity is comparable to Coca Cola. So, oh, okay, fair yeah, enough. She, it's oh, not that's true. Plan. It's gonna be she has to soak in it. No, that's fair enough. You, I guess you did say that. So never mind if it's only that acidic. Um, that won't make sense then. Ugh, I don't know what to do with her. Um, I guess we can just try to like cure her. Ugh. <laughs> what a huge the hassle. Pain. <laughs> I mean, I'm infected now too, so... Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you to hold on to her. Never mind. I yep. won't walk over to the lake if, if that's my thought. I'm going to tell you to hold on to her. And I'm going to walk back. Put on my hazmat suit since uh, I'm not 100% sure if I was wearing it since you were. Yeah. Um, and I will just go over to her partner, tell her to get going that tell her her partner is uh, needs some medical assistance. So I'm going to bring her to the hospital and then I'll take both of you. Um, um, well, I'm definitely going to take you back to the hotel and mm -hmm. um and tell you that you should go and follow the same instructions Drake is in his room. Yeah, we can just have our little quarantine. Um, and then I will take her to the hospital wearing my hazmat. I'm going to enter like, and tell them that they need to bring a hazmat team out and put her in quarantine um, for at least several days to see what's going on. Is this the same... A hospital than 
because there's the VA hospital and then there's the general hospital. So I assume this is the same hospital that you hassled for a warrant. Um, was that the VA hospital? No, that was the general hospital. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's probably going to be that one. Okay. You walk in, uh, and there's someone at the reception. Uh, um, we'll I walk it's, in. It's the same person you've talked to before. She uh, might even recognize your voice. Okay, I am wearing a hazmat suit, and I step in and I call out to her. I have someone outside who you need to get a team in hazmat suits and put her in quarantine. She is going to look at you white-eyed and say, who are you to to make that kind of judgment call? Um, What's going on here? She is has some unknown disease and is vomiting. Uh, she just, you need to put her into a quarantine until you know what's wrong. All right, I'll, I'll make the call. And then I'm going to call. This, this sounds like something for the CDC. Uh, she is. I guess that's not for my call. I can't remember. Is she from the CDC or from the EPA? The lady is from the EPA. She is an EPA agent. She, uh, I believe, has been in contact with some hazardous material. She needs to be put in quarantine. Okay, okay, I understand. I'll, uh, I'll have to get in contact with her field office, but uh, we'll get a team out and take things one thing at a time. All right, and then I once I've done that, I will leave, return to the hotel to watch over my compatriots to make sure they don't go crazy. Um, and hopefully she'll go, be in quarantine long enough to starve whatever's in her of what it needs, fingers crossed. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else we can do here. You'll get a call from your handler. Or I'll say you'll you get a call. You get you get a buzz on your uh, on your thigh. Hello. Any updates on your case? Uh, yeah. Um, we took care of some of the, we had. Uh, where are am I at? What have we relayed to this handler at this point? Uh, you haven't been in contact with this handler too much. Uh, okay. The last thing that you updated to him. Hmm. I'd have to double check. I think that it was shortly after you left the sheriff's office for the first time. I okay. Don't think that you've called him since, uh, all right. Since before you burnt down the lady's house, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. We have some kind of biological agent um, coming from the pit in this town. Um, it led to the infection of a Dr. McCaslin, and I expect a Dr. Ghent, um, who uh, worked with him for a corporation called Benthic 
which also had subsidiaries that they were working with. Um, it appears Benthic was conducting some sort of experiment in the pit. Uh, we dealt with Benthic to hopefully destroy their paperwork about said event, although we have some of that paperwork with us, uh, as well as a sample, hopefully their only sample, um, at site. Um, we handled vectors uh, of people who were infected, and I have um, some of the infected people under quarantine or under a uh, subpoena stay for an autopsy for hopefully at least a week, which, fingers crossed, will be enough to handle the agent the biological agent. Um, both of my partners are infected. Uh, we have a method to deal with them that we believe will be sufficient, but I'll know that within a few days and we'll figure that out as we go. Um, the pit apparently had some kind of thing in it, which we saw take off into space as far as I could tell. Um, not sure what it was, something full of lights and color. Uh, and yeah, that is pretty much it. All right. So what I've been hearing on my end is that enough noise has been made that a team of CDC agents are heading in. Under that cover, we will be sending in another team, including... As you've mentioned, I will add a team to deal with the pit. If it has become a giant vector, it's going to require an industrial amount of uh, cleaning. So it sounds like you've done what you could to clean up the noise that you've made. Uh, some things have gotten out of your control. And I need you and your partners to stay put for a few more days and another team will be sent in just to clean up. If your team members have been cleared of the infection, you will be cleared to leave. If not, I expect you to be quiet about alternative methods of dealing with them. Of course. Um, just so you're aware, we did have to do a raid on a Benthic facility. I expect they will do everything they can to cover that up and not uh, let the government or the public know about it. But just be aware that if, if Benthic doesn't cover it up, you'll be hearing about multiple deaths and an explosion on their facility grounds. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, I will add that to the list of things that our next team must look at. What uh, what exactly should they be expecting at the scene? Um, I mean, I'm sure Benthic staff is already on scene. Uh, so the thing you first thing to do is to see if they if they even report it, or and if police or federal enforcement go to the site. Um, if they don't, then they'll have covered it up, and maybe you'll want to send in people to further investigate the company. But if if they do tell if they do bring in police um, 
it will be a it was an SUV that was destroyed along with I think something like nine or ten deaths. Okay. Uh I'm gonna have to make a call to see if there are already sheriffs or police on their way or there. If not, I will pull whatever strings I can to create a bureaucratic mess uh, to get us some hours. Uh, what I need you to do is just do not leave that room. Uh, if you have made any opponents in the police or the local media, uh, you just cannot be showing your face right now. Um, wait until the next team arrives, debriefs you, clears your your uh, teammates. And if all goes well, you will be leaving Helena in about three days. All right, you got it. And he will hang up. And, and yeah, we'll call it there. Okay. Wow. We uh, sort of lived. <laughs> I'll admit, I, I didn't have the same energy for the end that I had for like part three. Yeah. Well, that that happens. Four. So, yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to edit a lot, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a new scenario. Uh, they just released it like two and a half weeks ago. So, I'll Ooh, be exciting. To play that one. Yeah. Nice. I wasn't expecting this to be four scenarios so yeah i'll make sure to have the next one be like hmm, probably two um how do drake and uh jackie do uh you nailed it right on the head the organism does not like does not like an alkaline environment it wants high acidic and with heavy metals so by within the first day you started giving antacids that's going to subside it that's going to combat the the urge to eat heavy metals so it is now a low metal and alkaline environment that will probably feel terrible but it will pass the the organism will die um do i have to keep them from like eating metal <laughs> we're just stuffing pennies in our mouth uh yeah <laughs> Yeah, so probably they'll probably have a strong urge for the next two days to uh, eat a battery. Uh, you watch over them, uh, you take notice of it, and by the time that the other agents arrive, they appear to be normal. Uh, tests are done, and the organisms within are dead or completely vacated. Fun. Well, uh, great. We really owe Bob now. That was a little more above and beyond duty of taking care of two sick people for a few days. Yeah, I don't know how I would do that if I'd have to like literally strap you to bed so I can sleep or something. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right, geez, if, I've got um, some roles to do here. You do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For... I've got accounting, alertness, <laughs> athletics, bureaucracy, firearms, human, persuade, search, and stealth. I failed at a lot of stuff. Uh